Hey, good morning, West Hills. So excited to open up the Word with you guys today. Another week through video, and I uh, want to let you know that we will actually be on video next week as well. And so don't miss, uh, they'll be posted at uh, our website, concordwesthills.org. And you can find all of the kids' information as well at concordwesthills.org. Let's open up the Word together. So if you got your, if you got your Bible, you got your Scriptures, uh, if you got the Holy Glow, which I call your phone, uh, you, can, you can type in or turn to, and we're going to be in Luke 14 today. But I, I want to continue our series, and our series has been Stories That Help Us See. And if you remember last week, we were talking about a rich guy who had uh, built everything that he had ever wanted. Uh, his life really, uh, he, he lived for the next moment the one that was actually coming, always. Never really lived in the moment, was always looking forward to the one that would eventually be there. And finally, when he gets what he set out to get, uh, he loses his life. And in the end, everything that he actually worked for and hoped for uh, was given away. So he never got to actually enjoy. And so the encouragement uh, last week was to live for the things that really matter. And the question that we asked was, what does it look like to go after the kingdom of God and man, what does it look like to go after the kingdom of God today? When people are hoarding toilet paper, uh, the Word says that you would hide the Word, not hide toilet paper, hide the Word in your heart. And so that's what maybe we're going to unpack a little bit of that today. So uh, Luke 14, I want to start in verse 7, and I want to read to 11, and then I want to give some context for it. So if you got it, say, I got it. You got it? Okay, good. Now, uh, here's what it says. Now he told a parable to those who were invited. When he noticed how they chose the place of honor, saying to them, when you're invited by someone at a wedding feast, do, you, do not sit in a place of honor, lest someone more extinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come to you and say, give your place to this person. And then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you're invited, go and sit in the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Now we got to understand uh, the, full, the full scripture. The verses one through six, uh, Jesus is actually on his way to this house to have this uh, feast. And along the way, he's accompanied by people who are watching him. They're watching him very closely to see if he's ever going to make a misstep. And they're trying to figure this guy out because he's a little bit of a dicey character in this day. And so along the way, uh, it's a Sabbath day, which is a day of rest in their society. And along the way, he sees a guy who's disabled. And he looks around to everybody and he says, hey, is it lawful for me to basically bring healing in this guy's life. No one answers him. And so Jesus goes ahead and speaks healing over this man. He's healed instantly, and he walks away. Jesus arrives to the house where he observes a, a, a picture of what's taken place. You have to understand uh, the society uh, in that day. Everything operates based on a hierarchy, uh, a place that you have earned. And so when you get invited to come to a, a very prominent gathering of people, it's a big deal. And so what would be happening in this gathering of people is you're trying to 
basically posture and position yourself. You're trying to get to know. It's this little schmooze event, get to know who's who. And you've gotten invited there because you matter. You matter and you can get somebody where they want to get and they can get you where you want to get. It's a really big deal to get invited. So can you imagine Jesus stepping in and basically speaking into a culture and speaking a brand new kind of way of living? And what he is saying is, don't think too highly of yourself. Everybody who actually thinks too highly of themselves is going to actually be humbled and shame is going to be brought in your life. And so upon arrival, Jesus speaks against the society and he speaks a, a kingdom language into it. Jesus comes against this and it may come across pretty dicey again. He's always speaking something uh, that's maybe a little bit risque. He's not, he's not the typical communicator. He's going to speak the truth, but he's going to speak it in a loving way. So as you read this passage, I want, to, I want to be very careful. Sometimes I can read a passage and I put my own cynical, kind of arrogant spin on it. So I picture Jesus kind of strutting in there and being like, hey, fools, you should do it like this. And that's not the language that Jesus is actually portraying here. He's saying something very different. But what he's speaking in their life is, assume the position of a servant always. This is practically, when we asked the question last week, what does it look like to live kingdom among a people who don't live kingdom? Basically, take the position of a servant always. And honestly, our culture is not much different than theirs. It's a lot about position. It's a lot about who's who and how did you get there and how can you get me where I want to go. And Jesus is saying, hey, listen, you don't have to do that. You can actually live the, the, live the position of a servant always. Does Jesus' words ever offend you? My prayer is actually that they do, that they bring an offense to us sometimes, that it causes us to pause and to check ourselves. The Proverbs 27.6 says this, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. That means true friends will say in love the truth that we need, maybe not what we want. Now hear, hear me, okay? Don't miss this. Very, very important. True friends will say in love the truth that we need, maybe not what we want. Romans 12.9, Paul says it like this, Let love be without dissimulation. So maybe a, a strange word, but this word dissimulation is, means without hidden motive, without agenda. Let your love for others be without a self-centeredness, without an, uh, this idea that's going to get me where I want to go. So he's saying, don't love people to get you somewhere. Love them based because Jesus has loved you. Become a servant in their life simply because they have been declared worthy by the king of the universe. You're allowed to do this. And the tone of Jesus as he invites us into this, that love has your interest in mind, not mine. Jesus' desire as he speaks this into their life is, is not one of arrogance, but it's basically an invitation that they might move higher. See, I want to keep you from shame. I don't want you to experience shame. As you step in, take the lowest seat that you might receive honor. It's this invitation to a better kind of way. But do you believe that that is the better way? Oftentimes, I have a different idea of, of the better way. And it contradicts uh, Jesus' way that calls me into a better way. Listen to this in Luke 6, verses 20, 27 through 30. Love your enemies. I don't often think that's the better way. 
But what is love? No, we've got to remember what, what is love. What does it mean to love your enemies? Love is this. Love is patient and kind. It's not self-seeking. It shows no record of wrong. Can you imagine doing that to an enemy? No, they don't deserve that. But can you imagine this kind of way being declared as the blessed way? This is the blessed way. Love your enemies. That means be kind and patient with them. But they don't deserve that, do they? Not self-seeking. Don't be self-seeking to your enemies. That means don't look out for your interest, but look out for theirs. What a word. To be honest with you, that is not my best idea of what should happen in the situation. He continues on. He says, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. What would write the situation in my mind is far different than that. What would make everything right is for me to act far differently than this. Any picky eaters out there? Anybody? Uh, if you're like me, uh, as we uh, grew up, I ate a few things on the menu. And when I was young, I remember one of my favorite uh, places was Wendy's. Any Wendy's lovers out there? I hope so. That Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, come on now. And uh, I remember eating a Junior Bacon Cheeseburger uh, for a, a long time in my life. And about the age of 12, I remember going to Wendy's and uh, realizing that I was extra hungry that day. And I was extra hungry, so I looked up at the menu and I said, man, I wonder if that Junior Bacon Cheeseburger is actually going to meet my needs. And instead of ordering a Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, I saw the double bacon cheeseburger. Come on now. And in that moment, I made a decision. That junior bacon is not going to meet my need. It is not the best thing for me. It's not going to fill me up. But that double just might. So I decided to change my order that day. Many of you guys know one of my best friends, uh, Corey, one of the most picky eaters I've ever met. Corey, love you, brother. Probably watching today. And I remember him coming into town as a... Uh, as a dear friend of mine, one of my best friends in all the world, and I remember going to uh, a restaurant, something like Moe's, and I asked him, I said, you want some queso? And he said, no, I don't like queso. And I said, there ain't no way, there ain't no way. I said, have you ever had queso? He said, well, no, I just don't, I just won't like it. And I was like, this is like the nectar from heaven, my friend, like you've got to try some queso. And I remember that day, he, he tries to dips the little chip in a little corner, and he was like, all right, it's not that bad. And today, this dude is smothering everything in queso, you know? And you are too. Don't play games. Sorry, lactose intolerant friends out there. That is a curse. Uh, but but here, here's, here's why I, I, I say that. Sometimes uh, the order uh, that we have been ordering our entire life is what we're used to. But what if there is another order that's better that you've never experienced? Are you ready to change your order today? Are you getting to the place in your life where you're saying, man, my order just isn't quite meeting my needs anymore. It's not quite doing it for me. It's not quite filling me up. Do you see the motive as Jesus speaks to his guest? He says, I want to give you a different way. Have you tried your way? Have you tired of the walk of shame, anybody? <laughs> You've picked the place of honor and you feel honored there in that place just because you are a guest there. But are you tired of the walk of shame? I don't want that for you. I actually want you to take the walk of honor. And so here's what I would invite you into. And it's something that nobody in the room had ever considered. They were all posturing for the top seat instead of posturing for the low seat and actually experiencing the walk of fame. 
honor. That's what Jesus actually wants in our life. So when he speaks something that might sound a little bit like death, I promise that voice that sounds a little bit like death is actually going to be the blessing that you never could have imagined. But it is the way of our blessed Savior who brings us into the way of blessing. Jesus continues to describe this way of freedom as the passage continues. And I want to pick it up in verse 12 through 14. He said also, now he speaks to the man who who threw the event. He said also to the man who had invited him. So here's the deal. He spoke to the people on the way. He gets to the place. He speaks to the people around the table. And then he turns his attention to speak to the guy at the head of the table. When you give a dinner, he said, or a banquet, don't invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or the rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you get repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. What he's saying is, I want you to get repaid. What did we talk about last week? Do you remember the passage? It says basically store up money bags for yourselves, money bags that don't actually run dry. They They don't ever break apart. Store up for yourselves something in an eternal kingdom, an eternal way that you get paid for a long time, for eternity. Don't think about the here and now. Don't think about storing up toilet paper. Store up the word in your heart that you might not actually do what is offensive to the Lord. He wants the better way for you. He wants the way of honor. He wants you to walk the the walk of fame, not shame. The stage is set for light to shine really bright today. I believe in a society where (laughs) toilet paper is a prized possession. I keep coming back to it because it's funny to me. And here, here, I just want to share with you a thing that I believe the Lord gave me as I, as I wrote this and as I'm looking through this passage and I'm thinking about, okay, Lord, what does it look like today to actually make this live? What does it look like? And I thought about the prized possession of people right now and I watched videos of people piling trucks full of toilet paper and I went through my house and I decided I have four rolls left. Hey, listen, I got four rolls left. If you've got a truckload, just bring it over to my house. Totally kidding. Keep it, please. Um, but I, I decided, here's what I decided. I decided to put uh, three rolls of toilet paper on Facebook Live, or I mean a Facebook Marketplace. And I watched what happened in the first 10 minutes of posting three rolls of toilet paper, and I said, free toilet paper, three rolls, and I'll deliver to you. I watched what happened, and I watched how this thing began to take a movement around our city as people began to post and say, oh, I, I, people, we, our world needs more people like you, and I'm, I'm just laughing to myself, you don't even know me, you know? And it's three rolls of toilet paper, for heaven's sakes. I mean, that's not even that much. But in this season, listen, listen, in this season, that's gold. That's gold. And when you give away gold, people cause, what in the world is this? And so what I watched in the comments, I think it's at like 80 comments right now. And people are asking, how can I be involved? How can I make a difference? And I'm watching conversations start under this post of three rolls of toilet paper. And I don't know what God's going to continue to do with the post of three rolls of toilet paper. But I watched in a day 
where toilet paper is gold. God's going to use our little two, our little five loaves and two fish to do absolutely incredible things. Will you allow him? Would you step in in a way where our society is unwilling to step, step in a way? Instead of hoarding, would you give? Instead of choosing the place of honor, would you step to the place of dishonor that you might be honored? And what Jesus is saying is, I want you to get repaid one day. Some of us are living for getting paid today and we're getting all that we will ever get for our efforts because we're living for the here and now. This is an invitation to live kingdom life in a place that doesn't live kingdom life in the same way that Jesus did. Jesus invites you, would you walk, uh, not the walk of shame, but the walk of fame? And it's a desire that he might see blessing in your life. I don't know about you, but at times my, my fridge is filled with these uh, invitations to random different kind of events. But Jesus talks about that, about who got an invitation, who's received the invitation. He says uh, to the man who threw the party, when you throw a, a party, don't invite the people who can pay you back. Invite the ones who can't. Invite the poor and the crippled and the lame and the blind. Think about how Jesus has modeled this for you and I. Think about the, the Last Supper that Jesus actually invites his greatest friends around that table. The people who sat there, a tax collector, Judas, Peter, a betrayer. And yet he invited them in and offered them a place of blessing. You see, Jesus took the place of dishonor that he might give you the place of honor. He went to the cross so that you and I don't have to bear any of that punishment that you and I might deserve. This is really, really good news. Do you see that he's invited you? And the scripture says he hasn't just invited you. He's invited anyone who would come. Anyone. And here's the deal today. If you don't understand that Jesus actually wants you to walk the way of blessing, not the walk of shame, uh, if you want more information about that, I invite you to DM, DM us. You're, you're going to see a link below. Shoot us a message. We want to start a conversation with you. Nothing weird, but you can ask any question. No, nothing, nothing is off limits. And so this time is yours. Uh, feel free to, to ask that question. But, I, but I, I want to leave us with this today, is that Jesus gives an invitation to each one of us today. And the first invitation is, would you receive his first blessing of salvation? Now, second, upon receiving that, now my friends, church, uh, would you receive the invitation to order something different on the menu today? Maybe you've been ordering the same thing for a long time and it feels really right. It feels right to you today. But I want to invite you actually into what is the way of Jesus where he invites you into? Not to take the place of honor, but to take the place of dishonor. Not to try to position and posture yourself, but actually place yourself in the place where you can actually be honored. What does that look like for you today? Remember, you, many of you have heard the stories of, of professional athletes paying astronomical amounts of money to workers so that they can keep their job, or the person who paid $10,000 to the restaurant who could actually uh, uh, keep them afloat for a time. Many of us can't do that, but what can we do? What does it look like to take the form of a servant today? 
I don't know. Toilet paper's gold, my friend. And for some of us, what can we do with the five loaves and two fish that we've got? Invite the Spirit of God to give you wisdom in these days. Because I promise you, He will use you. You have been invited in. Would you accept His invitation and begin walking a road that He's invited you to walk? I promise you, it might feel that you will walk the walk of shame, but it will lead to the walk of blessing. Who knows what He will do with us? Let's have that conversation today. What could this look like? Let's dream a little bit. Let's have a time of prayer where we invite the Spirit of God to actually lead us into understanding, Lord, what's your dream for my life? I'm open and available. Do you actually trust that His way is the blessed way? Let's invite Him. Who knows what He's going to do? And I'm excited to hear the stories that you share. Jesus, we're so thankful for the the model uh, that you present before us, that you have invited us in. We were the broken ones. We were the lame ones. We were the ones who couldn't do anything for you, and yet you give us the place of honor. You've invited us in and given us honor. God, we say thank you today. Thank you for paying the price for us that we might be considered honorable. Lord, now you've invited us to then extend the same blessing to those who have not yet received nor understood blessing. Lord, I pray that you would give us your kingdom vision for today, in this day. Lord, that we might be a city set on a hill, set ablaze, that we would shine so brightly before men, that they might see our good works and glorify you who actually called us into them. Lord Jesus, we invite you and we say, here we are. Send us in this day. What does it look like? Give us wisdom uh, because we don't have a book for this one. Uh, We have your word, so we will lean into that. Show us, open our eyes to these things. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, if you'd like to connect with us, you can see below uh, the ways that you can connect. And my prayer is that I will see you next week, and we would love to hear any stories that the Lord uh, gives you. Uh, Much love, my family, my friends, people. I love y'all so much. Have a wonderful day.